On this episode of Kenny and the Coaches, I'm talking with Empire Girls Basketball Coach J.C. Powers. Coach Powers started her coaching career at Empire as an assistant softball, track, and basketball coach from 2005 to 2007. From there, Coach Powers became the head girls track and basketball coach at Bray from 2007 to 2012. After taking some time off in 2019, Coach Powers returned to Empire to become the head girls track and basketball coach. As a high school player, Coach Powers was a cross-country and basketball all-stater at Elk City, and more recently, Coach Powers has become a big-time runner. In 2017, she ran in the Oklahoma City Memorial Half Marathon, placing third in her age group of nearly 800 runners, and just a year later competed in the Spirit of Survival Half Marathon, placing third in that as well. But that just wasn't a far enough distance for Coach Powers. In 2021, she competed in the Oklahoma City Memorial Marathon. Yes, the whole 26.2 miles. She's an impressive individual, and chances are she can outrun you. Here's my conversation with Coach J.C. Powers. Coach, thanks for joining me on a snow day, I guess. Nice to not yeah, be in school. Yeah, thanks for having me. No problem. You've been, uh, been training for your next marathon yet? No, no. I don't know that I'll... I'll ever run another one. If I would have started at a younger age, I would like to run another one, but I think I'm getting too old. Yeah, we're not spring chickens. I'm I'm still trying to talk myself into doing a half. I don't. Oh, you have to do a half. I I, I think I like am. You have to. I think I am. I just ugh, it's one of those. It's hard to click pay now. You know, whenever you look at uh, what race you're going to run, it's either a 5K or a 13. I know I can do the 5K, but. Mar- or half marathon that's a that's a long way to even drive for me so i don't know right yeah. right and they're not and one thing about those races is they're not cheap no so <laughs> yeah. you kind of gotta find one that has a cause that you believe in a little bit because they're not i think it cost it was close to 200 dollars to do the OKC Marathon. Mm. And I, I mean, it's over 100, I think, to do the yeah. half, which it's obviously going to, you know, something that touches everybody in Oklahoma. So you can kind of just chalk that up to trying to help out a cause. But yeah, um, but yeah, they, uh, I think you have to do a half. Yeah, I'll I think prob- you're gonna regret it if you don't. Probably because I'm not getting any younger, and it's no. uh, my times are getting get any easier. Yeah, my times are getting slower and slower. So I'm like, uh-huh. ah, I don't want to be that guy that gets out there and they have to bring back on a golf cart or something right. like that. Now you said that about the running for a cause. Is that kind of why you did it, or is that? I mean, I know it's probably twofold. You know, you did it for yourself, but then I never really thought about doing it for a cause. I'm I'm pretty selfish when I'm running. I'm doing it for me. <laughs> No, I started back running um, after I had autumn, maybe some, and then um, after I had the boys, I um, I was staying at home and I just missed competing. You know, I'd always been an athlete or a coach, and after I had the boys, I was a stay-at-home mom and had really nothing of my own. You know, everything was about my kids and um i started running and pushing them um honestly to get out of the house yeah and um and so i'd get out and i'd push them and 
um, which helped me to kind of get back in shape and just get some sunshine and things. And then I started entering races just to compete uh, again, really for myself. Um, but I don't know how I'm trying to think how I even, I never dreamed I'd run a half marathon. Mm -hmm. I always just ran five K's and somebody just brought it up and I don't remember who it was. And, um, five K's, you know, over time kind of get a little monotonous, kind of been there, done that. And so then I, um, I decided to do the half marathon when the boys were, the boys were one, my first one that I did. And um, if you've never been to the OKC Memorial Run, you need to. It's a pretty amazing experience. Um, and so after I did that, I was just kind of hooked and yeah, um, I had to do it again. Well, I know you'd probably never brag on yourself, but I mean, it's <clears throat> to me, it's pretty impressive. To, I mean, for it would be impressive for me to do it. I mean, in in my eyes, but for you to do it, coming off of having three kids and, and twins on top of that, I mean, goodness, to run twenty six mile, twenty six point two. I know a lot of people get aggravated when they don't put that point two on there, but right. I mean, that's that's pretty impressive. And it, oh, you know, thank I, you. whenever I'm running, I make sure you're not around so you don't see me. So I'm like, oh, oh, whatever, <laughs> whatever. Yeah, I don't think I want to race you anytime soon either. <laughs> well, kind of, you're talking about family and all. How important is it for you to have your husband PJ and Autumn on the sidelines with you and your boys? I know Trevor helps out a lot on the high school team and and Jackson being there. How important is that for you on game days? to have your family there with you? I mean, it's, I mean, it's kind of everything to me, honestly. Um, if my kids and if PJ didn't love it, I mean, I just, I couldn't do it. There's no way. Um, and I think it's like that maybe for a father too, but as a mom, you know, I don't know, ever since my kids have been born, my primary role has been to be their mother. Not that it's not PJ's primary role to be a father, but he's always worked and mm-hmm. been away more than I have. And so if my kids couldn't be involved in it, I I just couldn't do it. And that's one thing I love about Empire is they allow the kids to be involved in it. You know, they allow my kids to, to run around campus during practice and <laughs> Um, you know, you football coaches entertain and allow, you know, Trev to be kind of be on the sidelines. I mean, I always tell him to stay away from Coach Hayes on the <laughs> sidelines. <Yeah. laughs> but, and I think he does a decent job. I mean, I think, I think legitimately Trevor tries to help, oh, yeah. but, um, n- not at every school would that be allowed. And, um, obviously Autumn's with me and, uh, she, as involved as involved as anybody Um, she was probably one of the most upset people in the room in the locker room after our our last game the other night Um, and she works hard she works hard being you know being a water girl is not easy and it's a very Mm -hmm. important job Um, but the amount of things that she learns 
from those girls just sitting there is, um, I mean, you just, it's irreplaceable. Yeah. And it cracks me up because the kids, I'm not going to lie, they learn some not so good things <laughs> on bus rides and yep. in yeah. locker rooms and whatnot, but the good far outweighs the bad. Yeah. Um, and now, and PJ has always been involved. Ever since I was at Bray, he was involved. And I think I just value his opinion and. I think also why I enjoy having him on the bench with me is because I'm not afraid to tell him to shut up or to tell him, <laughs> no, I don't agree with that. I'm not afraid of hurting his feelings. Yeah. Um, and he's not afraid of hurting my feelings. So I think it provides um, some real honesty, you know, when oh, it yeah. comes. And the girls respect him as well. Um, you know, I get tickled at at Dakota sometimes because there has been times an intense moment she's like all right guys you know take a breath here (laughs) and then she'll put in her opinion um but she's not the most vocal one she kind of she does a lot more behind the scenes stuff that maybe a lot of people don't see um taking care of me and taking care of stuff that needs to be taken care of um but she does. She has gotten a little flustered a few times that PJ and I have had some discussions on the bench. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. I can imagine. Is that kind of part of what got you back in the coaching was the, the availability or the ability to have your family there with you? Is that kind of a big factor? Yeah, I had always thought I would get back into it uh, because I wanted – you know, when I was pregnant with Autumn, and after, right after I had Autumn, I was coaching at Bray. So she grew up in the gym. Mm-hmm. You know, I can remember her having me taking the walker to to practice, and her in the lobby on a walker during our practices and walkthroughs and things while I was at Bray. And the girls loved her, and uh, she just grew up in the gym. And when I started staying at home... I missed my kids being in the gym, to be honest. You yeah. know, it's something that I I like them to be a part of something kind of bigger than they are. And I like them to be in the gym with the ball in their hands. Um, I hadn't planned on getting back into it when my kids were so young. Mm-hmm. And it has been challenging. It's a whole different ball game coaching with with two, you know, the boys were five when I got back into it. Mm-hmm. It's it's hard. Um, but, again, the good outweighs the bad. Yeah. And uh, the amount Autumn's grown in her maturity in the game of basketball in three years. Yeah. yeah. Is, it wouldn't have happened without me coaching yeah, uh, I know what you mean by that because like, whenever I was out of it for the amount of time I was out of it, I kind of felt like the boys, my boys, didn't have that, you know, just the access to the things that they have access to now, you know. And that's right. always kind of – the older two, I mean, they, they're doing their thing now, but it's kind of like with Cameron, with my youngest one, you know, he's still – he was away from it for a while, but, you know, kind of – trying to slowly get him interested in, in, in doing things like that. 
Mm-hmm. You know, it that, makes a difference. It sure does. Yeah, it does. Now you talk about those challenges, and now there's, I don't know if this is a sticky subject for you or not, but what what kind of challenges have you do you feel there are to being a female coach in a quote unquote you know man's world? You know, right? And it is a very man um, dominated field mm-hmm. in high school. I feel like you know one of my best friends, um, coaching buddies is a college coach and he and he's a male and Mm -hmm. he has you know that's a very female dominated yes the college Mm -hmm. world and uh he's he goes through some challenges being a man you know being in Mm -hmm. coaching uh women's college basketball so it's kind of an interesting dynamic when you think about the difference in the high school how it's how it's handled and how it's it's very male uh, dominant, mm-hmm. and then college has kind of shifted away from that. Yeah. Um, which I don't like that either. I don't think he should be challenged because he's a male, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think there's definite challenges that that men don't face. Um, I've been lucky since I've been back. At, at Empire, so back into coaching, because, um, well, I was, I guess not, I'm not now, but I essentially was the only female head coach, mm-hmm. and um, all you male coaches are, you're not, uh, I don't know if chauvinistic is a word, or you're, <laughs> you're, I haven't met those same challenges with you guys, y'all have been accepting, and Yes. You know, yeah. not um, not in that way, but I know you know some of the guys I've coached with in the past, mm-hmm. um, and there's been there's been a couple that it's it's been tough to yeah. uh, kind of get that respect, um, and I know I'm kind of beating a dead horse here, but I feel like it's challenging when it comes to officiating. Yes. Especially if you if you are up against a um, an older male coach that has had success, mm-hmm. that is very loud, mm-hmm. um, they tend to really sway the officials. And I feel like I just kind of make them mad. Um, yeah. I, I don't always feel like I get that respect from them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I maybe, you know, I don't know that that's just a female thing, but... I also feel like with the way we do our um, rankings, which Mm -hmm. I don't particularly like, so don't get me on that subject, but (laughs) I feel like it's a good old boy system. And I feel like if you are a female, it's very hard to get into the good old boy club. And a lot of those coaches, I feel like, pat each other on the back and rank each other's teams and you know, there are some females in that club, uh, but yeah. I think it's a very hard club to get into, even male or female, but it's probably more difficult as a female yeah. uh, to earn that respect and to get your voice heard. Yeah. Now, you kind of <clears throat> talked about the rankings, and, and you know, the rankings kind of affect where teams go playoff-wise. You know, it seems like 
and it's that it seems like whenever the district pairings come out every year, it seems to be like a big topic of discussion on why is who goes where, why is this team here and not there, and et cetera, et cetera. I I, th- I know your answer to this, but I mean, do you think what? I think there is kind of an issue with it. I don't know what the fix is, but do you have any kind of thoughts on how playoffs could be a little bit di- different? Because it seems like, you know, every year, you know, teams – somebody gets a, a bad draw. And then – but it always seems like it kind of works out in the end because the the eight that are in the state tournament are usually the ones that are usually there. But it it seems like, to me, like the – not the, the, the top-tier teams, but all the teams that are kind of in the middle kind of get the short end of the stick on a, on a lot of the district pairings. Do you, right. Do you think there's any, like, good answer to that? I don't know if there's a good answer to it, but I know that in the three years I've been at Empire, the district champion that came out of our – the district that we were in mm-hmm. for the girls have went on to win regionals and win area yeah so in the now to yet to be determined this year but my the past two years the team the team like by side last year they went on to state and that's what was our district pairing this year was surreal they won regionals Mm -hmm. and they're you know they may or may not get out of area um and um, I do think they really protect that top eight, which, yes, it, it tends to work out, but the path that they're giving that eight to get there yes. is, you know, you just tend to wonder, well, if they, if, if they gave them any kind of a tough path, yeah. there, you might see more upsets, mm-hmm. you know. Um, I, um, I know we've talked about this in the past, the kind of doing it the way you know football has their districts set predetermined mm-hmm. um i grew up in texas and our districts were predetermined um in texas we played i forget how many teams were in our district but you played every team home at home and then your two best teams came out mm-hmm. and went on to what they called by district um i wish they would take the rankings out of it if they're going to do it like that, I think the OSSH almost needs to assign somebody to go around and do their homework yes. and, yeah. and find out. Because as I've went back and watched some of these teams this year in playoffs and looked at some of the upsets, like Garber upset ceiling. Mm-hmm. Well, I went back and looked at Garber's schedule and I think they only had a couple losses, and their losses were were to really good teams. Why were they not ranked higher? Yes. You know? Mm -hmm. Um, When I look at a district with Crowder and Caddo, I look at Crowder and Caddo's schedule, and I'll be honest, I don't know a lot of the teams they've played, but they haven't played a lot of ranked teams. Mm -hmm. Strother is another one. And yet they pair all those three up together – so are we really going to know how they would do against any of the teams in the West True. until yeah. they play them in the state tournament? Because mm-hmm. we've just kind of kept them all together. Yeah. Um, and I think Strother's path, they beat every team by 20 to 30 
yeah. except in the regional championship game, and they won by eight. But their path to get to that was all significant double-digit wins. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then you have a team like Sealing, who's top four, and they're having to play Garber. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, so I don't know, but I know it's going to take someone smarter than I am to figure that out. But if I just don't think allowing the coaches to decide is very fair because you do have groups that just support each other. Yeah. And, you, and as a coach, you're, you're so busy during the season, you don't have time to watch other teams or to oh, go yeah. look at everybody's schedule. And yeah. um, so I wish, and I know if they put everybody in a district, there would be years it would be very unfair. Mm-hmm. You know, kind of like y'all's football this year. I mean, out of one district, didn't you have like Shattuck and yes, one yeah. of like three? So that was a super tough district mm-hmm. that could be considered unfair for that. But, it's what they've become know. accustomed to, you know. Right. I mean, yeah, and I don't know. It is kind of hard, you know, like a team like us in southwest Oklahoma, knowing what a team in northeast Oklahoma is doing on a night in right. basis. You don't know about injuries. You don't know about this, that, and other sickness. It is kind of it, – it's tough. Like you said, I don't I don't know what the answer is either, but it just doesn't, doesn't it seem – It doesn't seem like this is the right answer because no. I just well, – you know, last year, us getting sent to Burns Flat for regionals and district doesn't overly seem like the right answer. Yeah. Um, yep. But. Who were and and are some of your, some of the people that influenced how you coach? The Not just how you coach, but to even get into the coaching profession. Oh, wow. Um, I come from a family of educators and coaches. Mm-hmm. Um, most of my mom's side of the family, even going to my cousins, my second cousins, um, if I sit down and counted all of them up, my grandpa, my, um, you know, and then just on down, um, there's, we're mostly all either teachers or coaches. Um, out of my cousins right now, I think I have four or five other coaches in Oklahoma and a couple in Texas, yeah. you know, so it's always been part of my family. Um, I, uh, I had, when I grew, I grew up in Texas and my high school basketball coach and I were extremely close. Um, he was a, you know, he's a guy that, I remember last year, you know, he would watch my games and I would talk to him still. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I had a pretty feisty point guard last year and I would call him about different stuff. And he told me one time, he said, you know, I have I have a pretty good history of dealing with feisty point guards, um, <laughs> a.k.a. dealing with me. Um, so he influenced it as well. Um, and... I also, I moved to Elk City my senior year and had a great senior year, but my, um, my basketball coach at Elk City probably influenced me. He was a, he was a good coach. You know, he's won state championships. Um, 
but by the end of my senior year, I no longer wanted to play college basketball. I know I, I didn't, I was burnt out and I never thought that that could happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he probably had influence on me too, on the things that I didn't, on qualities that I didn't want to bring over to my coaching. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, PJ has always encouraged me to do it. I think, you know, I don't know if people know this, but his undergrad, he was going to be a science teacher and a coach. I can see uh, that. And then, uh, and his parents wanted him to go to med school. And back then we just thought it would be so old by the time he graduated med school. We just couldn't imagine being in our thirties, that would be so old. And um, (laughs) so he didn't want to go to med school and um, the PA program was just kind of kicking off and I mean, really getting popular Mm -hmm. and someone mentioned it to him and on a whim he applied. And if he wouldn't have got in, he would have, he would have been a a teacher and a coach. Um, I I don't know how great that is at answering your question, but Oh, no, it is. I, I, in my head, I can see him being a coach. I can mm-hmm. see him getting a lot of texts. Yeah, well, right. <laughs> um, what are, or what, what do you think the importance of playing, like, summer ball, AU ball, stuff like that? Because, I, like, Autumn, I mean, doesn't she play year-round pretty much? Mm-hmm. I mean, what do you, and it, that just seems like something, like, since I've gotten, when I got out and since I've gotten back in, uh, it seems like, that's something that's really kind of taken off. It seems like kids are just playing from the time their school season's over till till the time it starts back up. How important do you think that is for kids? You know, when PJ and I were in high school, we both played some, Mm -hmm. but it wasn't like it, like you said, I mean, now it is like just, it's a big business to be honest. Mm -hmm. Um, And I feel like kids, I feel like a lot of parents feel like their kids have to do it. Um, honestly, a lot of parents look at it to help their kids get scholarships, which I, I, I don't think is the right reason. You know, maybe when they're in the upper high school, you can start thinking more along those lines. But mm-hmm. I think kids, I think it's good for kids. I think people have to be careful because it is such a business. Um, that I think some coaches in the AAU don't always have the best interest of your child. They're yeah. they're there for the business side of it, which is very different than a high school coach. Yes. Um, you know, but for me with Autumn, we had always said we would never do it until she got into junior high. You mm-hmm. know, kind of seventh, eighth grade was kind of the point that we thought we'd let her start playing year-round if she wanted to and this little team just kind of came about that she's playing on and they are very competitive but it's pretty laid back and they still have fun and Mm -hmm. um, it's something that allows her to still be in the gym but we don't feel like we have to schedule all of our summer vacations around kind of thing and she loves it uh, so I think it's been really good for her because the competition that you see at those tournaments is is very much increased comparative to 
our Simmons Center League, Mm -hmm. even to our junior high basketball, to be honest. You know, she's competing against kids in those AAU tournaments that are, that I would say are better than most of the teams we will play in sixth and seventh grade junior high basketball. Um, And I think some of that is due to, you see better athletes Mm -hmm. a lot of times, um, but also because they check birth certificates. So I fully believe she's competing against kids older than her. Um, We've seen her, her toughness mentally, improve we've seen her ball handling improve and um something that's big for me with my kids is i want my kids to be mentally tough and coachable yeah i'm fully aware that my kids probably won't always be the most athletic so um that's something they can't control but i want them to always be tough and coachable and i think that 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 she's got gotten tougher mm-hmm. um, playing AAU, and I think it's probably good for her. I'd always coached her, so um, as much as I hate to admit it, it's probably been good for her to be coached by somebody else. Yeah, just absolutely. that dynamic mm-hmm. um, has helped her. I would like I like to see my high school kids play all summer. Mm-hmm. I think it's good for them to be coached by somebody else, to be honest. Um, yeah. I don't always probably agree um, with what their coaches are doing, but I think it's good to, for them to get another perspective on things. And it's a much faster pace mm-hmm. than high school, I feel like. So it helps the game kind of slow down to them, maybe. Yeah. And it's very physical, summer ball is. Mm-hmm. So it. I think there's a lot of good that comes from summer ball. I don't think it's good, especially at a young age, if parents completely schedule their life around it. Yeah. I as much as Autumn loves it, she gets ready to for a break. She wants to go to the lake. She wants to she wants to play softball. Yeah. You know, and <clears throat> um, I think it's good for kids to play other sports. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not one of those coaches that feels like they should be a one sport only yeah. at, especially at 10, 11 years old. Oh yeah. Yeah. They need to experience everything. Mm-hmm. Now, before I go or before I let you go, um, I got one final question for you. That's uh, uh, not going to be too bad. I mean, we all are, I don't know how many people know, but your husband kind of, does he still have the, the hunting show that he does? Yes. Okay. Final descent. Yeah, I mean, and you've been on, what was the show that you two were on? I mean, it was like my first year here in like 2019. It was like a, it was a national like outdoor channel or something like that show that. Yes, it's Final Descent Outdoors. Yeah. And um, I was on it with him that year because I had shot my first deer that year. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Now, when are when are you two gonna start your own hunting show? <laughs> I think you should. I think you could really sell that. Do it. I um, you know, PJ has said many times to me that if I would have decided to get into hunting earlier, and he always tried to get me into it, and it was one of those things that. I'm a very much an animal lover, so I couldn't see the aspect of deer hunting or hunting at all. And 
in that time when I was staying at home, it was one of those competitive things again. Yeah. And um, especially bow hunting is so hard. Mm -hmm. And um, and I only shoot very old deer. Is my is my only is my only thing on shooting a deer um, because you know it is population management. It really is. So yeah. it allowed me to get in the outdoors with my husband and and be do something competitive, and it was very challenging. So that's kind of why I got into it. Um, but I've told him before that we ought to dabble into it. Oh, Maybe would, if you could produce it for oh, us, shoot, that I'd, would be the big thing. We I, would not know how to do any of that kind of stuff. I don't know if I can keep from laughing the whole time because I can just see right? you two. Uh, yeah, that would, it, it, I'll, I'll think about it because that, 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 be, that could be pretty funny. Hey, that could be a retirement plan for the three of us. There you go. Well, Coach, it's, thanks surely for... Surely it's more money, better money than education and coaching yeah probably probably well coach thanks for joining me and taking time out of your day i know you got we're on virtual days right now so i'm sure you're gonna be a whole lot busier than i am helping kids with yeah. assignments yes and kids it's never a dull moment at my house <laughs> but well i appreciate you having me and sorry that i was kind of down and out with my allergies wow had to wait on me, but uh, I appreciate it. I hope you make me sound good because I'm not. TJ's usually better at this kind of stuff. You could probably really do an episode if you got him on your podcast. But... Oh boy, I don't know if I'd have enough time to. <laughs> right, <laughs> I have to edit out a lot of stuff. But anyway, well, thank you, thanks, Coach. As you can tell, Coach Powers is big on her family, and she puts her family first. I know game days and practices wouldn't feel right around Empire if Jackson or Trevor weren't running around or seeing Autumn sitting there soaking up what's going on during practice or just seeing PJ on game days. When I coached against Coach Powers back in the day, she was always one of those coaches that I knew her teams would be hard to beat, and they were. I never beat them. And I'm not the only coach that suffered a loss to Coach Powers. She's amassed over 120 wins in a relatively short coaching career. As with her distance running endeavor, she's a winner, and a competitor. Thanks for listening to Kenny and the Coaches. Go ahead and subscribe to my podcast and tell others about it. It's Kenny and the Coaches, and that's Kenny with an E. Until next time.